0: From Yoa. this is Two Takes on a Pod. Hello and welcome to Two Takes on a Pod. My name is Osai. And my name is Fularen. And this is our podcast
1: where we give you two takes on our theme of the moment. But first, Flo, how you been, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I think i think uh i'm excited to get back into the fourth collection of the episode of the podcast mm-hmm. um to get into the the overarching themes of uh you know the future well, and all well since stuff. you asked i'm doing great yeah nigga, i was gonna ask <laughs> the question again so we have two versions and then we can decide which one to go with since you insisted on asking the question again after you said you want to go in again and i said no <laughs> like jesus christ how are you
0: doing today? Well, since you asked. Yeah. I'm doing well, man. I'm doing good. Uh, it's the fall. Fall's a pretty cool season. Can't complain. Um, been a long year, so... Uh, <laughs> long <laughs> I'm just, I'm just really ready to get through through it. Um, but yeah, the break's been good. Uh, it's given us time to collect uh, our thoughts, work on other projects, um, and you know, figure out how we want to approach this next collection of conversations. So... Uh, Right now, we're basically faced with, we've been faced with a few unexpected challenges, you know, namely the pandemic, among other things, forced to essentially work remotely. And this is having impacts all over the world, but how is this impacting us here in our lives and what are the greater lessons we can learn from it? I think is what I've been taking away from it. How can we essentially adapt, improve, and make sure that we are not cut off by surprise, um, in the future? Yeah, and like for sure, um the
1: pandemic took us by surprise. Um actually, let me say the the outcomes of the pandemic took us by surprise. So, like things all of a sudden moving 10 times faster. Um you know, from a technological perspective, from government policy and economic perspective, things mm-hmm. just like governments responding and being dynamic and doing things that, you know, you didn't think was possible at all. So, mm-hmm. One thing that uh, this year has done for me is, like, show me um, how the things that we thought were normal and required were not so much. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all based on context. Yeah. Um, And, like, that's a really... Yeah. (laughs) All based on context. That that stuff really um, inspired, like, how we want to approach this collection of of, of our podcast. So, this episode, we're starting with... um, you know laying some groundwork and i think where where it's really key to lay the groundwork is like trying to understand our moment the, and like i hate this word but you love it zeitgeist <laughs> i mean right? i don't
0: love it that's what it is. everybody who's kind of trying to understand the moment ends yeah. up using the zeitgeist, the zeitgeist right, right? which like is essentially
1: the, the spirit the vibe you know the of, spirit of the times of the times exactly um and so i think this concept is important to start with hmm uh and obviously you do because it's you know your your idea. Um, <laughs> Alrighty then, yeah. Uh, but I think this concept is is important to start with because, like, first it, you know it gives you sort of the the tools or the lay of the land to figure out okay what is the this. Firstly, like, what are spirit of times? Like, mm-hmm. if you don't know, if you're not familiar with what the spirit of a time looks like, you know, think about like. In pop culture how the 80s is displayed or the 70s or even the um, industrial revolution and all that Mm -hmm. stuff like those period in times have specific things that go with them
0: exactly right Um, that's how you would describe this right how people responded in those times what their, you know the the i guess the mixture of things that were going on around them and how that impact impacted how they saw the world and how they felt the world should change or move right so you know in that point you have different um, for I'm going to just use the word characters, but people who essentially uh, were help, uh, helpful in essentially pushing ideas that now that we basically consider normal, right? Or building things that uh, were necessary to kind of allow for our growth, our adaptation, our survival, essentially. Yeah. So, so we don't get into all of that <laughs> per se, but we really just kind of try to understand that with respect to where we are at right now and try to take some of the lessons that, uh, are available to us through history, really? Um, to okay. Essentially so, move if forward. you're if you're breaking down,
1: um, if you're breaking out the concept of generational myopia and like the the generational cycles that you've we sort of picked up from this book, the Laws of Human Nature, Robert Greene. Um, I would say read it, but I haven't read it. I've only read one chapter, so um, and that's the chapter that's <laughs> that is in reference to what we're going to talk about. So, um, read the one chapter, seventeen. Um, we'll put a link in the show notes <laughs> um, but I mean basically what Robert Green does is kind of like breaks down the 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 pattern that you know not just himself but other historians have been able to identify right um and you know it puts real language to the the energy or spirit behind each generation mm-hmm. um and then kind of tells us the one that we're in almost right yeah um or even from that too you can. You can f- figure out what which
0: one we're in. So, uh, do you want to break down the generational cycles? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like uh, just before I do that, like the whole the book Human Nature, which laws like, of human nature, it, laws of human nature. <laughs> I keep just using it. yeah. So the laws of human nature. Um, uh, it's essentially Robert Greene trying to understand like his his track record is essentially trying to understand humanity or uh, what we like about power. What like you know in the forty eight laws of power, mastery in terms of mastering your craft and being great and exceptional about something so human nature is really just uh i think the next phase in where he tries to understand um the things that make us tick uh to our detriment and to our success and he essentially tries to contextualize contextualize that in this book uh with uh you know the idea of generational myopia uh here he's exploring the fact that um there are four generations this was uh uh introduced by an islamic academic whose name i cannot remember right now but he makes a reference you to you didn't even book. write it down crazy i mean like all right then <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, mean, it's I, mean, I mean if you want to do that it's like an islamic caller called ibn Khaldun. let's go who first formulated this idea into the theory that history seems to move in four acts Receipts. corresponding to four generations just just cause right bars um but <laughs> But uh, so the idea of the four generations really um, is uh, the way essentially he breaks it down is that the first generation is that of the revolutionaries, right? They make a radical break with the past, establishing new values, but also creating some chaos um, in the struggle to do so, naturally, right? Mm. Um, often in this generation, there are some great leaders or prophets who influence the direction of the re- revolution and leave their stamp on it. Then along comes the second Yo, generation.
1: Before you pop to the second one, yeah. Um, is like the sixties a good example of that generation, the revolutionary generation? Yo,
0: that that's a great, great, great question. Um, I think for us black people, I think so. Yeah. Because um There was
1: a lot happening in Africa, there was a lot happening in the
0: US, there was right. a lot of, yeah. And and you know, when you look at the historical text, like a lot of times like what was happening in the US influenced what was happening in Africa. Mm. So, you know, I think Nnamdi Azikiwe went to again, I yeah, went to like a university in the States, yeah. I think in New Jersey or something like that. So uh, uh, Nkrumah also went to school in the States. No clue who that is. Uh, Nkrumah was the first president of Ghana, right? Okay. Like he was the founding father, like, you know, or founding. First president I said from independence. So, you know just, uh, well, let's go. But, but but essentially right like so the, that that energy was essentially consumed and mm. they brought it back to Africa and a lot of the influential figures either went to French you know uh, French schools or essentially in the US where, where all these uh, things were changing as well perfect right so second generation right so uh, along comes the second generation um, and what Robert Green says is that they're still feeling the heat of uh, the revolution itself. They've lived through it at a very early age. They want to stabilize the world, right? Because obviously they met it in a crazy place, right? So they established some conventions and dogma, right? That basically we all kind of essentially follow in the, follow- in the following generation. Then he says uh, for third generation, they have little direct connection to the founders of the revolution. So they feel less passionate about it, right? They're more pragmatists. They just want to solve the problems that make life easy for them right? They're not interested in the ideas, but rather in building things, building new things um, on the basis of those ideas that were provided. Um, In the process, they tend to drain out the spirit of the original revolution. You know, they kind of start to focus on material concerns um, and they essentially become quite individualistic right which is kind of the world we are in right now i think there's a more capitalist self you know starter you know you can be the best you know essentially which is good but it also kind of creates this individualistic mindset as Mm. opposed to a community um way of thinking are we on second or third generation right now we are on third generation so basically second generation steps up the structure third generation is like uh, i'm kind of do this i'm trying to do this for myself trying to look good Mm. right and then um the fourth generation essentially comes up and they feel like society has lost its vitality. Mm. Um, They're not sure what should replace it because everything's changing. And so you don't really, you can't follow the old format. Um, They begin to question the values they have inherited. Some become quite cynical. Um, Nobody knows what to believe in anymore and a crisis of sorts emerges. So um, for, for me, just to kind of help make sense of this or to, to, to do this, I like to use analogies. Right. And the idea is like, if let's say you had a house, right? Like, uh, this house was essentially uh, the new paradigm or new system. So the revolutionary generation are the first inhabitants of the house, right? Actually, they were in the old house, and they're like, hey, we had to leave the old house because it was rotting. It was – we needed to find a new place, right? So they clear out an area um, and are they essentially – build a new house. And they build – you well, they're not able to build the whole house. So they build right. at least the foundation, okay, right? And, like, the, the basics of what could be a house. The framework. The second generation, exactly. They build the framework, exactly. Then the second generation comes in, and you're like um, – well, this framework is good, but I think we can make this house a little nicer, right? Mm-hmm. So they build it and they make it extremely beautiful and like at this point now, it's a marvel to look at and that's what everybody essentially sees. Okay. So they're focused on doing things that get the house to a beautiful and stable so place. optimal best. Exactly, yeah. right? Um. So they're still connected to the revolution, right? This is where they're saying, hey, they understood what you it meant from. from. Yeah, so now, they're perfected. like, okay, we're gonna perfect it essentially, right? Um, then there's the next generation. Um, these are essentially like, so let's say the grandkids, right? So they weren't there when everything was going on for their grandparents and their parents. Um, and right now, they're focused on building the house to do more than just essentially what it was before, right? As a result, like they forget about the foundation and they really focused on making sure the house looks good because that was how it looked when they got into it. Mm. So they want to maintain, maintain that, but they don't really understand um, what it takes to really keep the structure in place.
1: Yeah, so this is the generation that might, you know, while they're doing a reno- renovation, take out a load-bearing wall.
0: Right, exactly, exactly, and not realize that like the load bearing wall is critical to keep the the the, the house in place, yeah. right? So when the cars start has having issues, you know. We don't need to get that far into the analogy. You get the point. I mean, we right? can double down. I was, I was loving that. <laughs> exactly right. But, but, hat on. right. Exactly right. So now, like, so they're they're more focused on appearances, and and sometimes that comes at the cost of the structure of the house. Right. Mm-hmm. So you talk about the U.S. and yeah, capitalism was great, but now they've essentially abused it to a point where like it's uh, creating the most uh, you know inequality, uh, economic economic inequality that we've ever seen, mm-hmm. at least as far as they've ever seen in their country. Right, and then then, as as a result of this, there's a crisis generation that's now shows up to this environment, right? Like Mm -hmm. so, we are looking at comes from this environment, right? Right. I mean, well, because everybody is actually essentially based in this house, right? Mm -hmm. So they they they've come into it, they've been born into it, and like now they're seeing, like, okay, the house looks nice, but uh, is this is this wall supposed to be here? Like, is it's decaying here? It's here. Like, I know we needed to create more rooms, Mm -hmm. but like. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, I don't think this is really holding right now, right? So they're starting to see the decay um, a little bit earlier than um, their parents or the people before them who essentially have gotten enamored with this house. And um, as a result of the house falling apart, now they're in a position, right? Like now they're in a position where they know they need to move into a new house, <laughs> right but they don't know how to build one because they don't have the uh, tools equipment understanding mm-hmm. um, to do to do so right so a sort of crisis emerges where uh, that generation essentially has to figure out how to move into a new house yeah. or and actually build something new which creates the cycle the again cycle.
1: yeah so there's this yearning for something new mm-hmm. right understanding that like there's all this decay and um, deform from the previous structure and mm-hmm. um, because there's a crisis or mm-hmm. I, I guess what creates the crisis is this like friction wanting to get out and then the revolution is born from rebelling from that yeah, what right. you previously known and like establishing your own thing right. and that's when you go from crisis generation to revolution okay so I, I mean obviously talking about this bears a shit ton of questions right uh, or raises a shit ton of questions um the first i think for me would be like okay uh i mean you've got here a question about like which of the cycles is the past generation Mm -hmm. and and which are we and i think that's a great place to start right um i mean you've made a couple of examples while you were talking right about like what's going on in the states and Mm -hmm. and, you know I, i kind of jumped in about the 60s but like if we're talking about um that analogy, obviously, we, f- we look and feel like the crisis generation. We look and right. feel like the generation that is no longer satisfied with the status quo, mm-hmm. right? We're seeing how we've done things. We're seeing how the way we've done things hasn't worked. We're seeing how the way we said things were going to work is clearly not how they worked. And right. we can see those people of that generation sticking by those same things that haven't worked out right and doubling down on their their shitty dogma and doubling down on their shitty policies right right exactly Um, so we're like
0: okay we're not gonna do that right or 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 like you know i mean like let's let's give them some credit right so let's say that like you know they they did some good things and they failed at some things right so uh but at the end of the day when we are sitting down looking at back at that we know that like even if that worked for you then it's not it's not gonna work for us now Mm -hmm. so what do we do and we kind of are getting to the point where we know that you may not have all the answers, mm-hmm. right, whether or not you have good intent. Right now, obviously, we trust that, like, you know, the older generation, maybe our parents, our family, our uncles, wh- whoever, like, like essentially mentors and advises us or shaped us essentially mean well, right? Mm-hmm. But we know that they had the answers for when they were there um, for their time. But that is going to that's subject to change now. OK, so
1: can we can we, like, boil this down to a concrete example of what represents a third generation um, or a third, the third cycle in Mm -hmm. the generational cycle Mm -hmm. um, and what represents us. If we can look at like today's world Mm -hmm. and and we've got three categories, right? We don't have to use all three, obviously like you can pick one and just give me an example of what like you would say
0: represents generation number three. I mean, um, I mean, like, like so, so I think a really good one um, to use is just the political infrastructure uh, because it's just, you know, it's power and it just kind of ties into everything almost mm-hmm. always. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you look at, let's say, in North America, the states here, right, like we've seen the boom of capitalism, right? Like we understand, like, you know, uh, the, you know, Berlin Wall came down, you know, USSR went down and essentially capitalism won. Right, for lack of a better word. Right. So as a result, uh that individual mindset was now manifested and really implemented in every single level where the corporation is almost an individual and in the States they technically can vote. <laughs> right. So so you know, which kind of gives rise to packs and all these other things. Right. Then if you look at in Nigeria, um uh, the political infrastructure essentially set up in the sixties, where we tried to we we exactly fought for our independence, um, and then you know we obviously suffered through a series of coups um, and uh, military dictatorship before, and finally in late in the nineties, where we now became a democratic uh, society again. Right, so that was late in the nineties. Yeah, that was late in the nineties. Abacha died in like ninety eight or something. Right, Crazy. like yeah. So so what 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 essentially we are seeing is. Um, the political infrastructure from uh, the previous generation essentially causing issues now, right? Like, okay. so in the US, they're talking about uh, growing inequality. Um, the racism thing has really always been there, so that's probably like multiple generations mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's just evolved that's a through It's line. Just, e- <laughs> yeah. it just evolved in multiple different ways, it doesn't right? Matter whether you're a radical or a conservative. Exactly, right. So, but the idea is that the past generations has, bu- ha- has built something that we feel like. Um, although it's gotten us to this point and we're essentially grateful for it, um, it's it's not going to be able to take us further, Mm -hmm. right? And in its current format. And I think that's really what it is. I think even if you're not a political scientist, whether you're in Nigeria or in the States or in Canada, you know for a fact that, uh, some of the political structures that we have in place um, can continue to persist in or their just current format. Not working. Yeah, yeah. You know, and
1: like I, I think honestly, political infrastructure might be a, a really solid example because, especially if you look at like Nigeria, right? We're really at a point where a lot of folks are like, "Oh, yo, it's on our generation to fix Niger," right? Because the previous generation, um, we can see how the things that they were doing, mm-hmm. even though successful in some ways, the transition from military to Democracy, right? Um, unsuccessful in a lot of ways. Like mm-hmm. the 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 transition out of, um, or the transition of democracy mm-hmm. worked for the first couple of years, and then we've just seen how it like has not really paid off, right? Mm-hmm. We just have not had great succession of leaders, particularly in Nigeria. So, right? Um, there's a lot of pressure, quote unquote, from the the zeitgeist mm-hmm. that this generation really take over and quote unquote fix Nigeria or um, to use your, your same terms, take us further, right? right, right. Um, And I think if you're looking for a good example of how to spot the the spirit of this generation, mm-hmm. you can see that there's advancement in financial technology in Nigeria, mm-hmm. which I know is really big. Right. In the arts and entertainment industry, you can see that like TV is blowing up, music is blowing up, creative mm-hmm. arts mm-hmm. of our generation is really taking precedent, right? Precedent, yep. right. So um, for sure, I think you can begin to like see a little bit closer the the, the spirit of our times and spirit of of us in 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 that.
0: Yeah, it's it's actually great that you say that because what he talks about, he actually says that one of the key factors that kind of reflect that typically are always in the arts, music, um movies or you know entertainment essentially and fashion Mm. right where like you know maybe we go from for i guess let's say in our generation we went from baggy jeans to skinny jeans right (laughs) and then now it looks like we're going back baggy. now we went to super 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 duper like tights yeah we went there yeah there was a time we we went there right and colored too (laughs) yeah Yeah. i (laughs) was one of those
1: yeah honestly i had bright red we are are all guilty bright blue bright green Yeah, All man. over the
0: place. Um, yeah, man. I don't want to see those pictures. Yeah, we thank God for growth. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. So some of the interesting things, though, he says, like, to, so when you talk about these, right, so there are a few things that, like, I think you should, we should know or we should know or, like, at least consider as we think about this to help shape the way we are approaching it. So one thing to note is that, like, uh, from his concept, a generation spans 22 years. Okay. Essentially. And like, it's typically going to ask that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it typically starts from like when you are of working age. So mm-hmm. maybe like 19, 20, 21, like, Oh no, maybe even yeah. a little bit older. Once you begin to gain some consciousness, consciousness and honestly make money and having to actually work and earn. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> understand what I'm saying. and not really necessarily be taken care of by your parents. Okay. Right. So I think that that's kind of like one of the first thing. The other thing is that like, we should also recognize that like, um, like, the fact that we are in this generation forms our thought, right? So, mm. we, we, we're not able to see outside as much yeah. because we are basically falling into the pattern. So, the the, the the first thing I'll say is that, like, yeah, you might be an individual and you might be an individual thinker, but I think it's important to consider that, like, there's a fact. the fact is the fact that we are born into this generation impacts and influences how we see Way and, more than and you perceive think. things yeah. more than we think. Yeah, you, you're a product of the times as much as anyone. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Another thing, though, was that, like, um he noticed that uh, we typically always push back against the previous generation. So if like the way we've been talking about it, like, mm-hmm. you know, for, to be perfectly honest, like we've been talking about the previous uh, uh, generation a little bit negatively, and now we have love for, for them. Like these are our parents or our family. Like, so it's not like we don't recognize the, what they've done to essentially put us here, mm-hmm. but we also understand that like, you know, a lot of things are not working. A lot of the things that they might champion aren't essentially working, working and they're definitely not working for, for us, us yeah. right right so it's just like that idea that like we kind of almost always end up pushing back against whatever the ex- essential ideals were here mm-hmm. and you can see that in the previous generations as well right Where are like um in the 60s almost like they were a little bit more free you know what i mean like uh they, they wanted to explore themselves and they didn't like the idea of like military control and dogma and a lot of it was in response to vietnam Right? Like, mm-hmm. I guess that was closer to the 70s, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. But, like, but essentially, like, you know, military control. Okay, we don't want control. We want freedom. I mean, now, freedom. They were,
1: they we're barely just recovering from a world war, right? Exactly. So that's, I know that's what you mean. Exactly. So now, now that we have like a, a solid idea of, of differentiating between the times, right? Mm-hmm. And a, a, an even clearer idea of what our times are, uh, the spirit of our times, mm-hmm. right? Um, I know that there are some things to look out for. Right, there's there's dangers in in how you n- navigate the crisis, re- mm-hmm. um, the crisis generation. Right, uh, is there an equivalent crisis generation that we can talk about? Like, I know yeah. I know early
0: '80s or. Uh, I think I think the civil rights uh, era. Okay, yeah, yeah, really yeah, we talked about
1: that. Um, we we'll talked about that being um, be, being one. Okay, but uh, but I mean, if we're just gonna stick to our time specifically, mm-hmm. um, what are some of the things that we're seeing um, right now that we can say, you know what, that. That is one of the dangers that come up in a crisis, uh, crisis generation because the key thing is you have to sort of push from the crisis to the revolution, right? Mm-hmm. You have to get the catalyst from like, you know what? Enough is enough. We're going to go build another house. Right. So what are some of the things that we're looking out for there?
0: Yeah. I mean like um – Okay, so so just to go back, right? Silver's era, right? Do you, how, how long do you think it took for them to, like, from start to finish? You, there's actually a start date and end date. Like, I Googled this and there's actually... Yeah, I want to say, like, 61 to 68. 54, 1954 to 1968. Yeah, that's see, 14 years. To, yeah. yeah, so that's 14 years, right? Like, I guess that's right around when they killed uh, MLK, right? Um, 1968, roughly, yeah. or something like that. Oh, yeah, right. but, like, um, so 1954 to six, that's 14 years of a fight, you understand what I'm saying? Like now, the way the cycles move in in this generation, I don't know if I can even imagine us going through a 14-year fight. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We're like the pressure keeps going on and like the powers that be have to deal with that so I say all that to say that like one of the big things that we have to be afraid of is when the energy starts to flatten right so if you do accept right this concept that we're in a crisis generation that the fact that the previous generation or the previous way things worked aren't essentially going to work now because of the introduction of of all everything we just talked about technology all of that and you know even the pandemic uh the idea is that like if you want to fight for something better that's not that's basically that's essentially tearing down a, a bunch of structures right mm-hmm. that's a lot of work that uh established institutions and corporations and governments aren't really ready to let go of yeah they're going to be fighting against that kind they're of gonna energy they're going to be yeah. actively fighting out against it so right so that energy cannot flatten mm-hmm. we kind of have to keep the idea that like we have to work towards that now it doesn't have to be in any, any revolutionary case mm-hmm. right it could also be in like essentially understanding the value of our community culture right because sometimes when the culture dies when the community dies um the people essentially are on their own all right mm-hmm. and can essentially be exploited uh, at will they can't come together in the same way so yeah
1: a good way for me to think about this mm-hmm. whole way the energy dies thing is like usually what happens after um after a protest or something right there's there's this hot energy for four to five six weeks and mm-hmm. then just kind of dissipates and and falls out of mainstream news and and you know the protests might still go on people might still be talking about it right but it's no longer front and center right um and with the death of george floyd in in may of 2020 i think what we've seen is is a sustained pressure on on that topic of like you know what we need to start paying attention to not just in the u.s but globally right um you know what it means to to you know be racist and like what racism um has done and the effects of that like throughout right. the world and i think that like if you're thinking about um paying attention to the energy mm-hmm. and making sure it doesn't fall flat um this generation in that moment was kind of like picking up on that right because mm-hmm. we've seen so many points of that and then like i heard a lot of people saying around you know the death of george floyd like this is different mm-hmm. this is different right and you know and then in toronto you know that thing happened with um the lady off the building right and so there were just a bunch of yeah Mm -hmm. um renee paquette and there was just a bunch of things that i kept i think kept on adding to each other right um that remind me of this whole like energy um energy conversation that we're having you know just people just this is different this is different and this is louder and it for me also it was the you know one of the first few times i felt like we were penetrating a lot of um other other spaces that were not really attuned to that Right, uh, A lot of other older generations as well that we were penetrating through to them, mm-hmm. right? To hear like, okay, we're not really going to accept that way of thinking anymore. Exactly. Right?
0: Um, and this has to manifest in, in more than just um, 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 just words. This has to manifest in more than just... Okay, so right now when we're recording this, um, about a week or so ago, uh, Breonna Taylor's uh, family, I think, was ordered, uh, awarded a few million dollars by the... Uh, I think the you know louisville the city uh, the yeah. city right um we're still waiting on the verdict of the cops not um like and, the, and, and then the just a, a day ago a day or two ago yeah. they essentially came out with the verdict uh, where they they said that uh um he was uh he was try he was what he was uh yeah, so it's not
1: a verdict It's a grand jury charge right like right they the charged
0: him with wanton uh, yeah
1: so only one of the officers was charged and he was charged with uh, wanton endangerment, which is basically just like shooting bullets into the air and into like the wall um essentially you are endangering citizens by in like you know shooting your your gun recklessly you know never mind the fact that he killed somebody by shooting his gun right that those bullets went somewhere yeah you know um so just a really 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 disappointing but expected move by by the by the system down there
0: yeah exactly right so you know the, these things like as you can see like are not going to essentially just change on a dime Mm. right people have been protesting you know since basically george floyd was killed because i think we Brianna taylor was killed before but i think we found out after the george floyd thing i'm not sure how the timing of that even worked right but we know that like uh george floyd i think the killers were essentially tried or or, or punished or at least held to some accounts right but we haven't seen that for brianna taylor right still at this point so uh the idea that like uh, you know that's going to stop or that's going to change isn't really likely. And another another thing I want to touch on is really if you go back to uh, if you go to politics now, like and we look at Trump for example, right? Like the idea of Trump essentially wanting to leave office is something that we're now beginning to see and understand might be a challenge. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? That like I mean, now there is no precedent for this. So as far as you are concerned, he's just this is just all talk, right? But a Supreme Court seat just got vacated. Oh, not vacated. Um, Ruth, uh, Ruth, Gan- Ruth Bader Ginsburg essentially passed away after overcoming cancer. How many times? Like that one's a fucking mm-hmm. <laughs> that a fighter, man. Right. So, so after a long illustrious career, right, um, she essentially passed away recently, and that essentially means that there's a vacant seat in the Supreme Court. Supreme Court has the power to change real laws and rules in the, in the country. So that's an issue. Right. If you go back to Nigeria, right? Uh, we, if you notice, a lot of our presidents have been passed. Uh, you know, Obasanjo was the first president, I think. Right? Like, was this someone before? Uh, Obasanjo essentially was a military reader. We have Buhari now, who's a military reader from the from the 80s as well. Mm-hmm. So we have people. You know, the older generation is still in power. Uh, they're still eff- essentially controlling how we live, how we see things. Um, essentially our lives as far as the country is concerned because you know there's a lot of things that could change if that wasn't the case right what do we do to overcome that i don't know if we have those answers you understand what i'm saying so on many fronts uh, at least for me as a nigerian when i look at my identity i look at it as hey i'm a nigerian um i can always uh, there's always a possibility that i can go back home right if the opportunity permits right um i'm in canada but we're very directly influenced and impacted by the states right so thankfully we don't have to go through the same thing but these things always ultimately shape the world that we are existing in right and i think that's my bigger concern right so we just talked about the energy flattening we talked about the counter actions right um one more thing that like i think uh he, well, not just I think, like what, what Robert Green pointed out was uh, cliques and factions, right? So those, this idea that there are different versions of reality um, leading to more splintering in in of groups. So, you know, we're always more powerful together, right? As a group, whatever the case is, whether it's all black people, whether it's black and white people, whether it's people from a certain economic class, whatever the case may be, we're always stronger and better together, right? But um, with the advent of the internet, with the ad- advent of like, Um, fake news or, and you know, a lot of effective media manipulation due to technology and due to algorithms. That's another conversation. Um, We've broken down into different silos, into different groups that already believe in our own idea and our own ideology. We are not trying to have conversations with an opposing point of view. We do not respect that opposing point of view. As far as we're concerned, it's a lie and it's complete bullshit, right? As a result, like, we're always going to remain separate or we continue to, seem more separated and more distracted almost yeah i mean right? the
1: a separation thing for sure is like uh quite obvious in the last few years right information mm-hmm. silos uh you know the doubling down of 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 you know I mean, social media has helped hugely with this right like you can create a bubble for yourself on all of your social media pages you right. can never hear another opinion if you don't want to so mm-hmm. um you know again we 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 If we're talking about the dangers or the the things that we got to look out for in the crisis generation, um, and you just mentioned cliques and factions, for sure I think we've seen that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolute evidence of that um, right now in 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 our society, Uh, and with social media making that ten times worse. I'm interested to see how we're gonna navigate that stuff. We've we've kind of identified that we have the crisis generation We we've seen what to look out for in terms of these are the things that either slow a crisis, crisis generation down or affect us in a way that we're not able to navigate properly. Right. Um, I guess this kind of like begs the question, what role do we need to play now that we are armed with this information? Or like Or like, how do we make sense of all of this? And how do we kind of take all of this um, insight into understanding previous generations, understanding where we are today um and then applying that to how to put our best foot forward
0: yeah i mean like that's 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 the question right and um you know i think to start off i'll say that like nobody really has the exact answer right like um although robert green makes some suggestions that i essentially agree with and has been you know as we go through them you see that like these are things that people say all the time like it's just you know just contextualized for this conversation um so one of the things is just like change is inevitable it's going to happen like whether or not it it might not happen how we expect it to we're not you know we didn't expect a pandemic right i mean i Mm. guess quote unquote bill gates did (laughs) but like um we didn't expect a pandemic right so they are going to be inevitable the change is going to happen and we might not be able to anticipate it but some of the things that we really need to do uh is actually stay open to the new ideas Right. And kind of just be open to them. Like whether or not it makes sense or it's fit our paradigm or our value system or how we believed, you can always take something out of it. You can Mm. take it and make it yours essentially. And the way you do it might be the way we should all do it and we'll learn from you. Mm. Right. Um, uh, another thing too is just to like to have these conversations outside our silos, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, we, that's really we, key. We, we need yeah. to have this conversation other uh, over, um, uh, outside our silos. So when we're talking about this, like, you know, I know we're basically talking to each other, right? But yeah. we're also talking to y'all, man. And like, the ideas are like, you know, are, are are these crazy concepts? Are these completely useless? Or you know, are these things that you can essentially apply to your lives? You see some of the connections here. Mm. Um, you know, so let's debate, let's argue, let's let's explore these thoughts, let's explore these theories, and essentially um, argue our way into a better fucking future. Yeah, you know I, I,
1: mean? I mean, for sure, like making sure you engage in the conversation basically is what you're saying, right? Like, uh, I I think paying attention to oh shit, something might be happening here that might be bigger than my individual perspective um, is really key. Mm-hmm. And then once you know that, like, engaging with it and being curious about it um and you know robert green does talk about like uh the effect technology is having on on all of this stuff so technology and social media is is connecting uh, all of the generations across different cultures mm-hmm. right so you know earlier we had talked about how there's stuff happening in the states and stuff happening in africa in the 60s mm-hmm. um that we're feeding off of each other right yes. you know um, there was stuff that was happening around, you know, Ali's time, and mm-hmm. and in Africa, Muhammad mm-hmm. Ali, that is, right. um, and in Africa, they were feeding off of each other as right. well. And like so, those generations were connected in a way that was for, for perhaps slower, right, right, um, than it would be today. Right. So still it, quite impactful, yeah, yeah, though, right? Um, still quite impactful. So, but today we're in a, we're in a we're in a situation where we're you know we can see what's happening in in Zimbabwe or in in, in Hong Kong, we can mm-hmm. see that right away. Exactly. And so our generations are connected in, 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 a, in a realer, quicker, more exciting way, but that also means that things are moving faster. this generational cycles are are, are you know moving faster, right. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think if you pay attention to to that, you can see what's going on around the world more, and then you can sort of like see where you you fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you take that outside perspective, once you become aware and then you step away from it, um, you can kind of like see clearer what is going on and then apply yourself a little bit more yeah Um, absolutely i I don't know that's not a tip on how to make use of the information but that's kind of like what i see clearly from what is going on right okay you have to engage Mm -hmm. um you have to recognize that first something is going on right right that's the first key and then you kind of have to like engage in it Um, And, you know, using the things that you said, being open to ideas, accepting that change will come Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, observing what the old generation did well, um, what they didn't do well and how you can sort of fight against their reaction. And then also for us, we got to start looking down now, right? Because like now we're moving towards closer to the revolution. Right. Um, and the revolution generation isn't us yeah. we have to learn how to enable that generation from from what i'm I'm understanding that's right that's, that, I mean that's yeah. exactly
0: right like I feel like you know whether or not we have any revolutionary generation like I guess that still remains to be seen depending mm-hmm. on what next happens <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. but but at the end of the day you know you're right like we have to kind of start building the framework or at least something so that the 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 next generation has something to actually live for mm-hmm. or actually has the tools to the tools. essentially build the future that we may not explore but at least um you know we are responsible for whether or not we like it you know what i mean perfect
1: yeah um okay so i think i think that's a good place for us to to wrap it up um i mean usually we give two takes at the end of this so i think we should we should do that if we're gonna um if we're gonna stick to our our format our our, our little <laughs> thing thing um, so what would you say
0: your uh i mean my, your my take, main takeaway from all of my this? my main
1: takeaway is definitely that like there's more going on than um, I was previously privy to mm-hmm. um, right like you're you're moving in this like I, I love I love the way he the, he says this before it's like you are more of a product of the times than than you realize right let, let me find the exact phrasing mm-hmm. um, you are a product of the time as much as anyone Right. Um, and, and I think that's really my take. Right. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you also we grew up like wanting to feel special. Right. You're told mm-hmm. that you're like I mean maybe that's a, a sign of our times. You're, you're this special kid. You know right. there's participation trophies when you're younger. All this all this shit. Right. Um, and so you end up feeling and thinking that you're special. Um, but really, you're just a product of your generation as much as, as anyone, right? And what really separates people is their ability to step back and tap into, step back and recognize what the spirit of their time is and then take advantage of it. So whenever I hear that someone was ahead of their generation, that just sounds to me someone who was able to, at that point, take a step back and really see what's going on and be three, four, five steps ahead right. um, because they're they're just um, aware enough to recognize and to um, be able to taste the moment right yeah absolutely. Um, so that that's basically my take that's that's
0: that's that's great that's amazing i, I mean i think uh i think my major takeaway uh, um this time around is really just um uh how do i say this we're all complicit you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you know because when when we talk about the other generation uh the previous generation right it's like chances are like you know we're looking back at all their mistakes because that's really what we're dealing with, right? We're not really focused on all of the benefits. Like the, the benefits are there and that's amazing, but like, you know, we're focused on your mistakes. So we're all complicit if we let um our if we, we're essentially if we're all complicit in this generation, what that means is that like um we all have a responsibility to do something more than just for ourselves. You Perfect. know, and like now everybody is not in the same position. We're all some of us are just trying to survive. Um, some of us are thriving. Some of us are figuring things out, figuring ourselves out. You know, every, anybody can be in this scale. But like um, I think there's a level of service um, to yourselves, to the people that you love, to your community and to your future generations that um, that we take the time to look back and understand the spirit of the times and essentially what we want to do with it, especially like for a lot of us that are not. You know, like for example, like there's a larger there's a large population of Nigerians that are not back home right now. So we're creating all these pseudo communities all around the world. How are we keeping our culture? How are we staying together? How do we? How how are we figuring that out? I personally don't know. I don't know if anybody thinks about this shit. You know what I mean? Like we're all trying to survive. We're trying to get that PR, whatever the case may be, right? But at the end of the day, right? Like we still have a community that we yearn to stay connected to. So what are we doing to not just only stay connected, but like provide opportunity and a future for ourselves? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, Food for thought. Yeah.
1: Um. Okay. So that's, that's episode one. That's a, that's a wrap. Yeah, man. Ding, ding, ding. Um. As always, guys, thank you so much for, for tuning in. Thank you for joining um, us. Yeah. Please let us know how you feel about uh, our, our breakdown of, of, you know, generational myopia and uh, the, the crisis generation. I feel like I've mispronounced that word every single time. Myopia. Myopia, something, My, yeah, something. Y'all yeah.
0: yeah. n- 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 yeah. get the point. You, you, you know get I
1: mean? the point. Yeah, so you know, let us know how you feel about all that, um,
0: and uh, you know, we're open to we're open to questions, comments. Yeah, we're open to feedback, man. So you can write to us at twotakesonapod at gmail dot com or right. just send us a DM. Send us um, a DM. You know, this podcast is obviously brought to you by Yawa. Yes. You can follow us on Yawa Magazine on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Right. You can do the same for Two Takes on a Pod on mm-hmm. Instagram and twitter and twitter yeah so the website is yawamag.com we would love to hear from you um the music for this podcast is brought to you by boye um you can find him on facebook uh, at 1705 music yeah z-i-k-m-u-z-i-k so yeah make sure you subscribe don't miss the next episode and this has been two takes on a pod man thank you for listening take it easy guys peace